Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is February the 29th. Oh, yes, it is. 2020, that very special day. It only comes every four years. I have a relative board on this day. Strong hand, long-term thinking. A bot mitzvah to go to for that uh, relative next year, actually. Uh, golden age, because you do the math, obviously. Uh, relentless, strive for greatness. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Deferral of gratification. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Okay, we're going to talk about everything. Not that much Bitcoin stuff tonight, obviously. It's the Beyond Bitcoin show. Hello, my lead friend. If you want Bitcoin information, uh, I, I was able to arrange a special video to pop up today in premiere form. I set it up uh, the other so that, you know, I, I, it wasn't live. It was the Iowa. I was uh, I spoke to a group in Iowa from here. But uh, they saw it in Iowa. Now you get to see it. It was a special link to below. If you want to see me talk to a group from far away, uh, it's linked. And it's all Bitcoin. It was earlier to – well, it happened on Thursday. But if you saw it earlier today, this week in Bitcoin was great on Friday. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T, by the way. And, uh, yeah, a, a old ugly goat or ugly old goat, Phil uh, from uh, Texas and, and Brady – from Citizen Bitcoin were on the show. It was a great, great time uh, had by all. For all those of you that crave a little Bitcoin fix right now, because this we're going to get beyond Bitcoin. So if you have a question, type in Bitcoin Meister. So I see it. Like Taval Dakris said, he says, it's March 1st. Yes, where you are, it's March 1st. I started this show. I was supposed to start this show at 11.59 p.m. in Los Angeles on February 29th. In Alaska, it is February 29th. In Hawaii, it is February 29th. This is the official show for February 29th. Of course, we had that Iowa thing earlier today, which was also on February 29th. Because you know what? I've got conviction. You're getting a new show here every single freaking day. Pound that like button. Uh, of course, except the second day of Passover and the second day of Rosh Hashanah. But sometimes I'm able to give you pre-tape shows on those days. Anyway, that's for another day. If uh, l let's get into uh, <laughs> the, the news of the day and the, the big the big news, I, I can't say the name of the supposed uh, plague that is going around because YouTube demonetizes you the second you say the name of that disease, that flu that is going around Asia right now. I, I think you know what I'm talking about because the whole world seems to be in a, in a panic about that. Now, I want to say that there's a lot of fear and thus the markets get caught up in the, this fear, the speculators. So real assets out there are getting cheap or, go, or are becoming less expensive. During the, or maybe you could say cheap, even as I said, uh, during this time. So, if you want discounted real assets, this is a time to to get them. Okay, things will return to normal. I think that's what people get caught up in this panic mindset. 
And they think, oh, thing, life will never be the same. Oh, my God, the media is scaring me, blah, 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 blah. Dudes, it's all noise. First of all, in the Western world, in the United States, think about it. Walk around. Is there a difference? Are you sick? Do you feel all right? Yeah, you do. Life is fine. Life is great. We're in a golden age. But mentally, clearly mentally, this week, the entire modern world started to panic and started to price in assets thinking that the world is going to end. So sell-offs and all this nonsense. There's a day, there's a tomorrow and there's a day after tomorrow. We're in the 2020s. It's a golden age. We're going to look back on this as a blip on the radar and see it as a buying opportunity for all sorts of, of assets, all sorts of opportunities for travel, all sorts of things. You got to look on a, on, a, on the positive uh the positive take on this, okay? But but at the base level here, guys, if you think things are sucking now and they're not, you shouldn't, there's a tomorrow. The world is going to continue. A few more people might get sick. A few more unhealthy people might perish. All right. We have unhealthy people leaving this world every day. Um, people get the flu every winter. So there's a tomorrow. There's a day after tomorrow. Long term, I want to say this. I'm going to say pound that like button. But if you're really scared about getting sick, long-term thinking is really paying off now. For people who didn't smoke, who didn't drink, who didn't get fat, who have normal metabolisms, who stay healthy, who fast, who eat healthy, you don't – I don't get sick, okay? Um I, I, my system, my body fights off diseases. Okay. And because I maintain my body and most people in the way, I mean, it seems like most people in the Western world are sick already. I think that's the bigger thing you should be taking from this people. If you think sicker people or are more prone to get this uh, flu, um, why are you sick? Why is everyone fat? Why is everyone sick? Why don't you, you make the change now? So you don't have to worry about getting such things. I'm not, I'm not worried about it at all, at all. And first, first of all, I've, I, I, as a younger person, I've gotten the flu before. It, it's, you move on. People get the flu. Uh, I probably caught things and I don't even realize I, I catch things anymore because I'm so healthy. It's just my immune system is that strong. Get your immune system that strong. You know, sometimes uh, I, I'll... Uh, I'll defecate and it, it, it won't be normal. And I'll be like, oh, I must be ridding my body of some disease that I didn't even know I had. I mean, that's basically Adam getting sick now when, when he defecates and it's a little weird or something like that. I know that sounds gross to some people, but by the way, it's a lot better than, you know, getting the flu all the time, getting colds all the time, having to go to the doctor all the time, having to take these ridiculous pills all the time. I have not taken an Advil since 2010, maybe 2009. I don't know. I don't, I don't need that stuff. And so when you put yourself, when you're, and people have always said, well, why do you do all this? Why do you fast? Why do you, well, now you see why I fast. Now you see why I maintain myself. So you don't have to worry about things like this. Whenever well, the immune compromised are going to be, are going to get sick. Okay. They're going to get sick. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. If you're in your teen, in your twenties, your thirties, your forties, your fifties, and you, you're sick, it's your fault, dude. I mean, it, a lot of the times, it's your fault, especially when you're 20s and 30s. Okay, it's your fault. I mean, you you 
you can be as you're a machine, dude. You're a freaking machine. You should be maintaining that freaking machine. Stay in motion and don't rely on pills. Don't rely on the government. Don't rely on your darn doctor all the time to keep prescribing you things, getting you sick, lowering your resistance, getting getting hooked on all these pills and stuff. It lowers your resistance. Okay, it makes you prone to flus like this. Okay, but who knows how bad this flu really is anyway? And so I, I just wanted to put that out for you know because I'm always talking about long term thinking. Well, here here you get an example of it paying off. But for me, I I, I don't. People are just really blowing this thing out of proportion. Uh, first of all, it, it appears that it is spread through fecal matter, not through people coughing very much. Hardly anyone is talking about that. If you live in a first world nation where people wash their hands and you wash your hands, you're probably pretty much okay. I mean, were you going to get a flu anyway because you just don't maintain yourself properly? Maybe. So you're going to get a new flu now, maybe, maybe, I mean, <laughs> should you not go to the mall anymore? Should you not, I mean, should you not go, should you lock yourself in your house anymore? If you're in your thirties or forties, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. The kids shouldn't go to school anymore. You shouldn't go see the baseball game anymore. I mean, the, it's, it's, it's crazy. It, it's complete. The world hasn't changed. I've been walking around outside. I run every day. My whole pattern, my whole life hasn't changed at all, at all. Uh, so that's my take on it. Live If you're in the USA, that, that's where I have been the last, uh, I haven't been out of, when was the last time I was out of the, in, when I was in Australia, which is just like the USA, but I, I see nothing, nothing has changed. Nothing is, everyone's doing what they're doing and don't panic. Just the panic leads to these uh, financial uh, discrepancies out there. And yes, if a lot of people get sick in China because they don't wash their hands after they go to the bathroom, um, yeah, there could be uh, supply chain disruptions. And thus, some companies won't make as much money. And some companies' values will go down. But guess what? They'll find ways around it. The companies will recover. If not most, if not all of them, everything will get back to normal. Mostly right now, everything is normal, okay? So – in terms of the financial markets, no, things are not normal right now because people are overreacting. Uh, and, and that's just how the pend pendulum is spin is, is uh, moving back and forth right now. Uh, but but it, it'll go to the other side uh, eventually too. Back to the golden age. We're in the golden age. Uh, calm down, everyone. So uh, one thing uh, positive I get out of this is that in Asia – where they're all super paranoid about this. People are working from home. People are figuring out new ways from work to, to work from home. And guess what? Sometimes it's a lot cheaper for people to work from, from home. Uh, this is a, maybe there will be innovative home work solutions that come out of this. Okay. That maybe other companies in parts of the world that are not affected by this are going to adopt these type of, Hey, everyone gets to work from home on Fridays. Now look how efficient it was in Asia. Uh, I've always said the government workers shouldn't have to go to an office. There shouldn't be government workers, first of all. But if there are, they shouldn't have to go. Maybe they will learn from this. Maybe the United States will send all government workers home. From <laughs> that would be great if uh, all federal workers uh, get, get, don't have to work. That, that, that would be good. That would save money, actually, that in the long run, because they don't work anyway. Uh, so people are saying you shouldn't travel. Don't travel. Well, here, I, I want everyone to think about this. My plans, again, my plans, 
I, I am planned until July 27th, until I'm going to be, uh, I'll be here in uh, the LA, in California until uh, April 6th. And then I will be in Baltimore for about 10 days, uh, for two weeks. Then I will be in Geneva, Switzerland. And then I will be in for like 10 days. And then I will be in Israel for three months. Okay. Three months uh, in, until J July 27th. And then after that, I do not know. So those, I have no problems going to all those places. Now here, now here's the issue here. Here's the issue. By then, I, I foresee it'll be the middle of the summer, and I think everything will be back to normal. I don't, I don't think the United States will be restricting uh, travelers coming in from Asia at that point. But here's something for you. If you've always wanted to go to Asia and you're a healthy person and you don't mind possibly not being allowed back in the United States when you want to get back into the United States, when you initially plan to get back into the United States, now's a good time to go to Asia. What the heck? I, it's cheap. The Airbnbs will be cheap. The airlines will be cheap. Everything will be cheap. It's just that you might not be let back into your Western nation. But there's some people that don't need to get back into their Western nation in time. But but the restrictions will be dropped eventually. The restrictions will be dropped eventually. So that, that's a positive. That's a plus. So if you're a healthy young person, you want to travel the world for cheap, now's the time to do it. It's just that you have to be aware that perhaps your paranoid Western country isn't going to let you back in again until summer or spring or, or maybe just April. I don't know. I don't know. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. So figure it out, the opportunity that you have. Figure it out, you know, do you need to be back? And take plan it all out. I can't, I don't know you personally. So Taval Dakrez has a, uh, let's see, he's got a comment here. Uh, okay, you name a bunch of the popular uh, viruses over the last two decades, and, and you said, this too shall pass. Again, I cannot read the name of those because YouTube uh, demonetizes people when they read those words. And I just don't, I don't, I don't. It, I don't like the drama of, of even dealing with YouTube on, on that level. So, but but yes, Taval, we've had issues like this. This is actually a really good point, Taval. We've had these different viruses for, for, for I mean, since uh, since Y two K, right? Which, which was not even a virus, all right. And it all passes. We've reached this point in the evolution of media where. They just need attention immediately and exponentially. Now things have become blown out of proportion uh, compared to the way they used to be blown out of proportion. It, does, it doesn't even compare. So if this happened in 2018, it, it wouldn't be to this extreme level that it is now because some of these media organizations are so desperate for attention. They're putting anything and everything out there. And then they're individuals who just want attention because there's this attention economy they want that little hit, that dopamine hit. Oh, look, someone tweeted me, retweeted me because I said something insane about this and I scared people. So we're at this whole new level of attention getting at, and it's just people are falling for it and they're getting scared. And really, there's no reason to. Now, again, the, the positive spin you can take on this is that if you don't want to worry about all this stuff, if you want to really be immune to all this stuff, physically build yourself up to be healthy in, in a physical way and in a mental way where you are in control of your own destiny. Because I, I think a lot of people are very helpless in their mentality. They rely on the government. They, they think, oh, well, the government's doing a terrible job with this 
in, in Asia, they're doing a terrible job in, in, in Europe or North America, wherever they can point to, they don't realize it's your job to take care of yourself, okay, and be healthy. You don't, you don't, <laughs> and to do your own research and just to be level-headed about this, like, there are flus all the time. I've gotten sick before. How bad is this really? Who is it affecting really? Is it affecting a bunch of people in a nursing home? Am I a nursing home candidate? I mean, this is, you're not a nursing home candidate, most likely, if you're watching this. You're not 89 years old uh, living in a, in, in a filthy nursing home. Because they are filthy. Even if they appear clean, it's, it's filled with disease and stuff. Um, and if you have a loved one who is old, and I have a loved one who's 97 years old, it's our responsibility to, you know, monitor the situation, not go crazy. I was talking to my grandmother on Friday, and she thinks this is all a joke too. Um, she says, I've been doing everything that I've been doing. I've been, you know, driving around. I go to the food store, et cetera, et cetera. No, I mean, if, 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 it, re if it starts to come to the Baltimore area and there, there's breakouts in hospitals, then she's not going to be able to go to get her blood test or whatever she gets every three weeks. Okay, that's a, that's a small change right there. Uh, but we, we monitor it. She monitors it. You, you have to think logically about this. You know, again, if you are in your, your 20s, your 30s, your 40s and 50s, come on, be healthy, be in motion, watch this show, pound that like button and, and just strong hand of the mind. And uh, okay, we talked about travel. And here, this is this is news that came out this week. About 40% of U.S. adults are obese. Are obese government survey finds. And, and this is not a, a shock. And as I said before, this causes people to be sick and susceptible to all sorts of flus. So um, yeah, the first step in virus prevention is actually being healthy. <laughs> and this is left out of the mainstream media narrative. It really is. They don't say like, okay, the first step is you make sure you don't have diabetes. You make sure you're not eating sugary foods all day long and eating five meals a day and getting fat. They don't say that. They don't say that at all. But I don't know because they got advertisers, I guess, that are selling that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I'm not worried about why and, and why they don't say it. I don't care about that. I don't care about why they don't. I care about people using their own heads and not relying on the TV box to tell them what to do, okay? That's what this is all about. But I realize that personal responsibility is a new counterculture and that 80% of the world, the 80% are, are going to be hooked on, on this stuff that I'm saying not to be worried about. So, but you as a 20 percenter, you think for yourself, you produce and you don't let obstacles get in your way, especially ones that don't really exist and you stay healthy. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about a 20 percenter out there that I've been listening to a lot, who I, I admire a lot. Uh, Peter Thiel, this guy is great. So I linked to a video of his below and he, he points out some funny things sometimes. He, he points out that Elizabeth Warren, uh, who's running for president of the United States, basically says she wants to destroy Google, okay? But she blames the big tech companies on so much. She wants to break them up. She wants to destroy them. And, you know, she says it in many different ways. Yet of Google employees, Google employees, uh, the most popular candidate that, that they gave money to was Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> and these people are supposedly geniuses. I mean, IQ-wise, they might be. But they're not so smart in terms of survival, are they? They're giving money to someone who wants to destroy their employer. I mean, the money they make from their employer, they give to her. And then she wants to destroy their employer so they no longer have money to give to her. And uh, it just shows you that even smart people are, are not rational most of the time. As I said, most people most of the time are not rational. Be rational. 
Uh, so he pointed that out in this video. It's a great video. And he talks about how, you know, th th there's a whole mentality uh, generated within the Western world. Uh, many, you know, the things are down for the future. So many people are not looking for the, forward to the future um, and don't think productivity is cool anymore, uh, want to rely on the government. And he talks about various uh, various scenarios for the future. Some are not, most are, are pretty grim. But he says that in places like the United States, economic growth is still admired. People still want to be successful. And the, the, moder the, the person conducting this interview at the 26 minute and 30 second mark, you got, you got to go to it. He tries to say that the United States and England are at the forefront of places where people are still confident in the, the national dream of success, okay? That success is a good thing. And Peter Thiel says, well, maybe not England. He says, I would say the United States, then Israel. And the, the moderator, is the, the interviewer is just, he's shocked. He's shocked. Israel, oh, Israel. It's, it's a good point. I mean, I, I saw it in Israel too. There are a lot of socialists in Israel, true, true and communists in Israel. You know, 5% of the Israelis are probably communists or something like that. And uh, But still, uh, of the group that, that's normal thinking there, they, they, there's definitely a, a culture of success. And, and it's amazing that Peter Thiel even, even knows about this. I mean, this is how smart of a man he is. So, and, and of course, living in the United States, we see that it's very popular to blame and, and to be a victim, very much so. I mean, Bernie Sanders could become president of the United States. People are speaking that way. But still, there's a huge chunk of people in the United States, whether it be 20%, you know, that's, that's always a good number, that, that really admire success and are innovating. And the same thing is going on in Israel. And then he said maybe England is next, and then Europe is below England in terms of, of people wanting success and not relying on the government. And but it's a great video, and I, I, I got a big smile on my face uh, for that part. And I actually found that somebody else tweeted that out, that part out, noticed the same thing I did. And he says one thing that I like that he says is that ideas have been held back so long for the last, I don't know, because of political correctness for the last 50 years, 40 years, I don't know. And the Overton window has been closed so much. Like, what is acceptable to talk about has been it has been has been shrinking that people cannot bring up other ideas, which is really unfortunate. But it, it's just all of these ideas that people cannot speak have been building up and they're about to explode. And I, I agree. I, I think they're seeping out now. And if you're in that Bitcoin overlay like I am, you can talk about these ideas. And people have tried to talk about these ideas on YouTube. Um, but YouTube's policy is they don't let certain – I mean they're a private company. But the ideas are getting out there, all sorts of different ideas. It is a golden age. No shame, people. No victimhood anymore. We are in this golden age. Find out a way to be in the Bitcoin overlay where you, like me, can say whatever the heck I want to say. All right. Now, there are people out there that are so anti-being in motion, that are so used to – just working their government job, their corporate job, their, you know, working at Target or Walmart job, whatever they do. And they see someone out there on the internet trying to be creative, trying to make money, okay, trying to be productive. And they say, oh, you're, you're a scammer, you're this, you're that. They, they, they actually put down people who are trying to be productive 
in new ways, okay? Innovative new ways on the internet. Uh, and you, you've seen it before. You've heard it before. So they're basically saying, why are you trying to be productive and creative? Why are you trying to, why are you trying to create your own home business? Why, why don't you have to go to work like I do? Why, why you should have to work a nine to five job. I should bring you down to my level. You should be a worker drone like me. Why are, why are you trying to sell your services? There are people, I mean, you see this on YouTube all the time. People are, are, are selling uh, consulting services, whether it be for Bitcoin or, or, or for other stuff. And people immediately rip on them and say, oh, that's too expensive. Well, why don't you start your own consulting business? And then you could determine what's too expensive. Compete. Don't complain. If you think that person is charging, it's too expensive, you make up your own business. But they're not going to do that. They're just ripping a person down to their level. They don't like that someone is innovating. They don't like that they're not the one that they're the one that's not innovating. So they're going to bring them down and try to make them work their Walmart job with them. And you know, there's nothing wrong. If you work at Walmart, I find nothing wrong with that at all. Okay, you do what you're going to do. But if you if you're trying to say someone's doing wrong by 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 charging a certain price for a service because they don't they want they want to work whenever they want to work. I mean, you you're to everyone take a step back. They're basically saying why. Are you being productive? Why are you trying to be productive? Why are you trying to innovate? That is so such a backward victim dependence mentality. I, I cannot even stress that enough. But most people don't even realize it anymore. They just they 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 join in and say, "Yeah, man, that's too expensive. What you're charging is too much." Well, then don't use a person's services or again compete. Don't complain. But most people don't do that. So the next time. You're on Twitter, on YouTube, or whatever, and you see in the comments someone someone uh, saying uh, something like that. Think logically. Don't get emotional about it. Don't get envious. Admire the, the person that's being ripped on. If if someone is being ripped on for services they're selling, okay, for ideas that they've created that are not hurting anyone, that are voluntary ideas, then that person is the person who succeeded and the person who's ripping on them is the victim is, is the, is the complainer is the dependent is the 80% pound that like one. But again, most people react emotionally and join the 80%er side. All right. All right. Being an individual is the accomplishment here. Collectivism is the default. And that's what most people default to. Like let's all gang up on this individual. Uh -uh. If you're and, and the true individual is not affected at all by that ganging up by the collective. They just keep doing what they're doing, making their money, being successful, and pounding that like button. Now, Andreas Klinger had this to say. Uh, the whole fight between left and right in the U.S. only exists to distract people from the fact that it's not normal to have only two options. I'm, I like the second half of that. It's not normal to have only two options. This is true. This is true. There's not only an A and a B. Creative people can always come up with a C, okay? Creative people can always come up with a C. Now, the, the, the fight between the left and the right in the U.S. only exists to distract people from this fact. No, that's not the only reason they exist. <laughs> I mean, most people don't want to take the initiative to either opt out of the whole system and that be their C option or to create a C option in the whole political thing. But don't waste your time on politics that much. But since we're talking politics, uh, Joe Biden won the uh, South Carolina primary today. So the whole media 
is back on his bandwagon again because they, I guess if the media and the traditional liberals out there that are very vocal would have their way, they would have some a just mindless drone like Joe Biden there that would just sort of do what Obama did or would sort of do what Hillary Clinton would do. Nothing like too Bernie-ish there, but just uh, basically socialism light. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like, I think these people, they think Biden's going to be able to do that for them. I mean, would you, re- it, would you hire Biden to, to work at your McDonald's at this point? I mean, he really doesn't seem to be there half the time. Like he really seems to be mentally gone. Like a dude that just should be playing golf on the golf course and just enjoying his final days. And so president of the United States, uh, you know, it's pretty, uh, for a government job, it's an important government job. I'll say that if there are any important government jobs, that's one. And you, you wouldn't think a guy like Joe Biden could really handle. Now, again, he's going to have all sorts of advisors with him, of course. So it, it really won't be him in charge. But it's just the people who are voting for him are, are just betting on that. Like, yeah, he'll have a good team around him, and they'll do the whole thing. I guess. I guess. I guess that's the. I guess that's the logic behind it. But it's it's if anyone actually thinks this dude is competent at anything anymore, good luck to them. Uh, but he doesn't seem to be competent at, at anything. Uh, what he projects. I mean, he hasn't worked a real job. Well, he, he was vice president uh, up until 2016. So. It, that was a real job, I guess. Well, government jobs aren't real jobs. But he hasn't worked a government job even since uh, twice. I mean, what's he been doing since then? So I'm not I'm not impressed by the man uh, just because he won some election. And uh, I'm not impressed by the voters of South Carolina if they actually thought uh, he himself was competent. But maybe they thought, oh, he'll just have a good team. But unfortunately, I think there were a lot of people in uh, South Carolina that were like, oh, he was friends with the first black president. So thus, uh, yeah, he'll just be like Obama and it'll be just like me voting for a black dude. I think there were some people who had that logic there. That's not too logical. He's not black and uh, he is an Obama. Uh, and uh, okay. So now how many people uh, see tweets out there that they like and they retweet them, but then they don't read the entire threads. Now, entire thread. Some of these great tweets that you see retweeted, the threads, oh my God, you can learn so much from them. Now, I know not all of you have time to read the entire threads, but some of them get really long. But there's my tip of the day, my Twitter tip of the day. Take some time one day, read some of these popular Twitter uh, tweets, and then read the threads beneath them. They are learning experiences because you get the whole range of comments. You get people just saying the most moronic things possible. But then there's some insight on them too. And there's some elaboration. And then sometimes the original tweeter will, will add back in. You'll get the whole conversation. It is, it's a good conversation between 80 percenters, 20 percenters, and who knows what else gets thrown in there. So a link to below is a video by the great Yaron Brook. Uh, he rips on a guy who says billionaires shouldn't exist. I agree with Yaron like 100% on this video that billionaires should exist. Who gives anyone the right to be the philosopher king to make the rules saying, no, you can't be a billionaire anymore. And that, that same philosopher king can say, you know, Adam Meister and Yaron Brook shouldn't exist because of the, their religion. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. So go, go, go to Yaron Brook. 
uh, video linked to below if you want to hear some uh, great logic ripping on the dudes that say billionaires shouldn't exist. Another person I've mentioned on the show before is Isaac Arthur, who is a genius who makes sci-fi related, well, science related, space related videos. They're not sci-fi. They're space, space information related videos, uh, future futurism videos even. And he's got one out there that's called a climate change mitigation near-term solutions. So before any of you go, oh, he believes in global warming, blah, blah, blah. This video is about how people, how innovation, if you think there's climate change, there are all sorts of innovations that are out there that can be incredibly profitable and, and, and pro make this golden age progress. So there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to worry about when it comes to climate change, if you believe in innovation. And he spells it all out there. He gives real examples that could easily be, well, not easily, but with conviction could be created that would uh, cancel out climate change and make all sorts of new industries. It, it's just amazing. What what a positive spin on life. What a positive take. What, what a golden age we're entering in. And I'm so happy that even though YouTube has restrictions, that you can watch videos like Isaac Arthur's that expand your mind and can give – can stop arguments. If people are arguing back and forth about uh, climate change, send them this guy's video. All right. And it's linked to below. Now, going back to the virus that we were talking about at the beginning, I, I've mentioned Carl Denninger before of MarketTicker.org who's wrong about Bitcoin, but he, he can be right about a lot of things. He's right about how to eat healthy. He himself now in his 50s has, has lost an incredible amount of weight by eating healthy and has become healthier than he was like in his 20s at, now that he's in his 50s, early 50s. And and he has some – he's a genius too. He actually is very smart. And sometimes he can do these like socially awkward things that turn people off. And he can use some language that's inappropriate, uh, cursing that's that's oddly timed. So if you can put up with that kind of stuff, and I know it, it can really turn you off. Some of the things that he says, the way he says them can really turn – you know, when he, when he does interviews on other people's channels, he's like perfect, okay? But when he's doing his own – when he's doing his own channel, these videos, he can just get off on these weird oddities and – and he thinks that one, another thing is because he's so smart, he doesn't grasp the fact that everyone else cannot understand things at a high level like he can. He, he doesn't. He really thinks that everyone in Congress, he thinks this, can understand high level concepts of inflation and monetary policy. And he says they know the and this is why they're making the mistakes that they are is because they know the truth, but they're 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 doing evil. He doesn't understand that most of them don't understand mathematics at all. They, they don't know two plus two is four, okay? Because he's so smart, he's on another level. But going back to what I'm trying to get with him is these videos that he's, he's been posting about the, the, the disease, he's been spot on. Um, there's a little bit of – if you don't – some people might panic by watching his videos. But he's been right all along about how it's transmitted. That it, it's it's people in country where we're going to see outbreaks where people are not uh, up to Western standards in terms of their bathroom cleanliness. How about that? That's a nice way of putting it. 
So yeah, in India, there might be a hard, in Iran, in India, then there might be horrible outbreaks. Are, are you there? Um, most likely if you're watching this, you're not, you're not in those countries. And so would, would I advise uh, visiting uh, India if there's a big outbreak there? No, of course not. Who in their right mind would, it, would it advise, advise doing this? I mean, you, you don't want to go on a vacation to a place where people are dropping dead and uh, where you can get the flu, where you probably will be fine. But I mean, that's not too fun. And where you definitely won't be let back into the United States. If, if there's a big outbreak in India and you just said you've been in India, they're not going to let you back. They're going to put you in quarantine for two weeks at that point. But so he's been talking about that type of thing on his videos. And he's been right. He's been talking about this for like a month now. Definitely since I've been in El, since I was in El Paso. Um, he, he was right about how it's transmitted and how in the Western nations. And he's saying like in places in Los Angeles and in, in homeless encampments, there are going to be uh, outbreaks. And it wouldn't surprise me at the homeless encampment on Highland, uh, which is you know a few blocks away from where I am right now, if, if a bunch of people get this flu. Okay, they get the flu. Am I going to get the flu? Do I go touching their stuff over there? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't touch their tents and their, their, all their stuff they have laying on the ground, their pillows, their soiled pillows and such. Now, uh, <laughs> all right, so we, we talked about it at the beginning, but – Carl Denger, again, I linked to Market Ticker. The videos that, he been po- that he's been posting have been – he talks about politics in them too. So you can – if that's not your cup of tea, you play them at 2x. You'll get through them if you want to hear more. A different type of take on this virus that's been pretty much right the entire time. And okay, yeah. Here, let's talk about schools. Let's end this with a school talk. 80% of children are stuck in – in government-run schools today. But a new nationwide survey finds that only 30% of respondents would choose government-run schools. This is exactly why the unions fight so hard against school choice. They are terrified, and they should be. Pound that like button on that one. Yeah, 82% of children are stuck in government schools, and uh, but only 30% say they, they actually want their kids there. What a situation. What a horrible situation. People also have to prioritize here because personal responsibility is a new counterculture. If you really don't want your kids in private, in public schools, in government schools, if you really don't want that, they don't have to be there. Okay. You, I mean, you are paying for it through your taxes. That's the truth. Uh, And you're not going to get a voucher from the government. That's the truth in most places, but you can save up enough money to take, put your kids in private school, or you can save up enough time, you or your spouse, uh, to educate your children at home and, and do the homeschooling thing. Or you can know all this before you have kids and plan accordingly, okay? <laughs> when to have kids, how many kids to have, when to get married, uh, etc. There's all sorts of planning you can do around this. But, and, you know, I've always said that the, the People don't believe in the school system, yet most people still are going to send their kids to a system they do not even believe in, uh, which is kind of scary, uh, which goes back to my one of my underlying premises that the, uh, the dollar isn't going anywhere. People can know that it's uh, – they can know it's inflated, and they're still going to be using it, okay? They don't, they don't care about that aspect of it. They care about fitting in. They care about convenience. Just like sending your kids to public school. It's convenient, isn't it? Very convenient. Even though, oh, yeah, he might be getting bullied. He might not be learning anything. But it's convenient. 
I still get to drive my nice car because I'm not sending them to private school. Pretty sick, huh? But uh, that that's the way of the 80 percenter, right? All right, that's it. We got a uh, we got another another questions. Uh, but Star Duster says Isaac Arthur is a genius. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the links below. Pound that like button, bang that bell button. And I, uh-oh. <laughs> I'll say hi to you dudes in the uh, chat right now. And I hope everyone had a great, uh, a great February uh, 29th, the, the rarest day of the year.